Welcome to the New Zionist Podcast, a brand new show from New Zionist Congress. I'm Noah Shufatinsky. I'm Isabella Hazan. And I'm Blake Flayton. We're your three hosts, and we're here to offer a new, young, and authentic take on all things Zionism, Jewish culture, Israel, and politics. This week, we'll be discussing last week's rally in DC against anti-Semitism, the No Fear Rally. And later, we'll be interviewing the founder of Meet Jew University, Mr. Aaron Ramey. But first, what is New Zionist Congress? We at NZC are here to build a space where young people can meet to discuss their passion for Jewish self-determination, learn about Jewish history, Israeli history, and contemporary Jewish issues. In the name of every Jew who has ever lit a candle in the darkness, we're here to build a bonfire. Join our community of young and empowered Judeans. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at New Zionist and on Instagram at New Zionist Congress. And please make sure to sign up and become an official member at NewZionist.org. I'm a proud part of the diaspora. In my heart, I hold Jerusalem and Africa. Kicked aside of our land and started gassing us. Till we put our foot down, cause we had enough. Check out the flag that I'm waving. Two blue stripes and a huge star, David. Check out the flag that I'm waving. Keep shooting rockets, but you never gonna take it. But before we start the show today, Blake, Noah, and I would like to draw attention to what's currently happening in Nigeria with Rudy Rockman and his um, crew with We Were Never Lost. We would like to amplify the voices of the family and the press release that they have released. This is a very sensitive situation. And if there's anything that's going to be posted, it should only be the press release, no graphics, no information. There's a lot of misinformation going around. And we should really only stick to the facts, what the family has released. This is a time where we need to be very respectful of the family's wishes. So please, if you're going to post anything, let it only be the press release. We are praying for the return of Rudy, David, and Andrew. Very soon, we'll hear good news. All right. So I've seen, this is probably the first time since I've been in Israel that I thought, man, I wish I was back in the United States. That Washington, D.C. rally, it looked incredible. The No Fear rally. Tell me about it. Amazing. Blake, what did you think? Hot. Can I just say, let, let, me, let me preface this. Let me preface my explanation with this because it's a fun fact. It's also funny. Like five people came up to me before the rally had even begun and said, do you have an air conditioner yet? Because they listened to this podcast. Like, they were like, I love the podcast. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And they were like, yeah, do you have an air conditioner yet? Because if not, I know somebody in New York. I know someone in Brooklyn. I know someone in Westchester and Long Island and Great Neck, wherever, who can totally stop by and bring you one. And I just started laughing because I've been like, oh, I love how that was your main takeaway, that Bubba Blake is sweating to death in his apartment. It was a very Jewish vibe. And that was before anything had even started. People were just coming out to me and asking if I had an air conditioner. And listen, that was strategic on my part because I put it out into the universe, okay? I manifested it and people reached out and I was able to secure to secure an AC. And I've been sleeping great lately. Well, not great because uh, I'm addicted to this thing called Twitter, which I'm sure none of you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's kind of an unknown fact about me is I, I like social media. Um, and... Uh, you know, so I'm not sleeping great, but I'm sleeping better now that I'm uh, not getting up and, and going to get my breakfast and, and the blankets and sheets of my bed come with me. So, uh, yeah, that's good. But anyway, the rally was great. Um, there was so there were such inspiring speakers. Um, we got to hear from one of my personal favorites was Megan McCain. Megan McCain was there. Uh, Megan McCain was there. Noah Tishby was there. Alma Hernandez was there. 
um, there was a reformed white supremacist, um, which, by the way, if you haven't had the chance, this is just a side note, if you haven't had the chance to hear some of them speak, I heard um, an ex-skinhead speak at the Museum of Tolerance a couple of years ago, and it's always really educational and uh, uh, and interesting. Um, so we got to hear from him. We got to hear from one of the victims of the Los Angeles attack. Um, and so, you know, it, it was a, it was a very impactful day. Not going to lie, I was sweaty. Um, there was really no refuge for people who had to speak. We were sitting under the sun for about two hours. My sunburn was unreal. I, I, I was serving lobster realness. It was not kosher. I was, I looked, you know, I'm a redneck woman. I ain't no high heeled broad. Um, the tan lines, my nose is still peeling. I was road hard and put away wet, but listen, it all, it all turned out. Okay. Cause the speeches went really great. My name is Blake Flayton. I'm the co-founder of the New Zionist Congress. And I'm a little hot, but I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm a little pissed off too. Why am I pissed off? Because my Sunday school told me I would never need to do this. My Sunday school told me that this could never happen here. My Sunday school told me that this country was different, that this country was home. My Sunday school told me that the evil was miles away and decades ago. And I was right to believe them. I was right to trust them because I have seen with my own two eyes just how exceptional this nation is. My message to my fellow Jews and everyone gathered here today is this. If you are not addressing hatred wherever or whoever it may come from because it doesn't apply with your political ideology, kindly shut up, sit down, and log off because the next generation of Maccabees is speaking. It was great. My mom FaceTimed me. <gasps> That's right. We got to meet your mom. Your mom is sweet and gorgeous, first of all. I was so happy to be here. Shout out to my mom. I got to get it from somewhere, you know. My mom and my dad. <laughs> I was sad I wasn't able to talk to her more. She was like, she stopped us. And I was like, oh my God, hi, how are you? And I was really hoping that we were going to have a conversation, but everything was starting. Lil's and I know that we absolutely could have had a conversation because Isabella and I would have been sitting there for two hours. But, you know, say lovey. Yeah, she was glad to meet you. Yeah, she was great. There was actually so many people there. There was thousands of Jews and actually a lot of allies who showed up. But in the pictures, not everybody can see because there was a little spot with shade where there was a ton of people who could hear the stage, but it was just so hot. So they there was two, yeah. Yeah, two like massive like camps like away from the stage that were listening in on the speeches. And um, it was amazing. But what I want to draw attention to is there's a Holocaust survivor, Sammy Steigman. He's the very well-known. He's extremely inspiring. He's relentless. He goes on campus and speaks to students, supports Jewish students. And I saw him in the crowd in the piping heat. And I was like, wow, a Holocaust survivor is here at a no-fear rally in solidarity with the Jewish people. I can't imagine how he feels having to once again stand up against Jew hatred. And um, I've heard so many Holocaust survivors speak on my trip to March of the Living. And at the end of my speech, I just looked at Sammy and I said, I'm angry that a Holocaust survivor has to once again stand up against Jew hatred. And uh, I really 
would have liked to see more young Jews at the rally. There's many Jews, there's many young Jews there. But to everyone listening, um, we have to have our voices heard and, you know, taking our story back. And that goes with mobilizing in person. And I'm not like the turnout was amazing, but I would have loved to see some younger faces. Never again is now. Never again is not a mere slogan. It is a call to action. And united here today, Jews and allies, we are the call to action. The most powerful Jewish resistance is to be proud of our ancient traditions, culture, and peoplehood, originating from the land of Israel. Our earned Jewish identity and love for Israel is forever embedded in our souls. Because Israel's right to exist is the Jewish right to exist. Last month, my star was nearly ripped off my neck, but I refused to take it off. I refused to cower in fear. I stand before you as a proud Jew. Wear your Megan David with pride today and always. Our strength is in our unity. And I didn't say yet, but I am angry that. Sammy Steinman is here today, a Holocaust survivor, having to once again stand up against Jew hatred. Our strength is in our unity. Am Israel Chai. Can I give you guys some piping hot tea about the issue of not enough young people showing up to rallies against anti-Semitism? So I actually have a piece coming out in the next couple hours slash maybe tomorrow morning. Wow. Um, yeah, about the lack of youth of youthful energy that shows up uh, to support Jews uh, in physical demonstrations and the really sharp contrast between the youthful energy that is present at rallies for literally every other issue, you know, for climate change, for reproductive freedom, for racial justice, for LGBT equality, you name it. Why is there a difference? Why is there a contrast? Why is there like a reflected image in age demographics? Because looking out from the podium, while I was giving my speech, you know, I see what I always see when I do speeches at, at rallies against anti-Semitism. I see my parents and my grandparents, a lot of them, you know, from, from that generation represented thousands strong, coupled with a couple hundred young faces. And, you know, at this point, anti-Zionists, maybe some left-wing listeners or readers will, you know, smirk and kind of indict my words for proving a point. And they will say, oh, it's because this rally was explicitly Zionist. And it was because, you know, this rally made a point to exclude anti-Zionist organizations. And therefore, young people are turned away because young people are increasingly hostile to Israel. And so they're repelled from kind of these politicized spaces. Well, as a young person myself, I call 100% bullshit on that. And the reason why is because this has a lot less to do with Israel and Zionism the fact that there is so much lackluster uh, energy for Jewish for the Jewish cause um, among progressive young people, it's because our issues, our needs, um, our safety is being portrayed in the culture as a right-wing issue, which is intentional, which is on purpose. I know those are just two synonyms there, but we've discussed how much I love adjectives. Um, you know what I mean? This is, I mean, it is, it is risky it is politically risky, especially if you're involved in political spaces, to post an infographic on your Instagram talking about the rise in anti-Semitism and how you're repulsed and disgusted by it. There are two more synonyms. You know, it is, uh, it's risky for you to show up 
you know, with poster boards saying hate has no home here to rally in support of the Jewish community, regardless of whether you are or if you are not Jewish. Um, And it's because of the political baggage and toxicity that has been brewing around the Jewish question just in the past couple of years in these spaces, in these circles, because it's tethered to Israel, because Jews have been intrinsically linked to Israel. And if Israel is bad, then that means that standing up to anti-Semitism is uncomfortable. And I just feel like it's, it's obviously not something that's, you know, I'm not sitting here saying this is a good thing, obviously. I'm, I'm doing quite the opposite. I'm saying that this is a campaign to make the issue of anti-Semitism toxic and to make the issue of anti-Semitism not a no-brainer in these spaces. And that's, you know, they excuse themselves from the rally. No one is, re- is repelling them. No one's saying, oh, you're not allowed to go here. They excuse themselves because they said, oh, we don't want to stand up for anti-Semitism. It's mm-hmm. about Israel. And the thing that bothers me is like, I'm here now with my people, 50% of us who live here, and we're getting attacked here, physically attacked because of anti-Semitism. And if you want to stand up against anti-Semitism, you got to stand up against that too. I actually, I was filming a music video last week um, before, like before the rally. And like, it's actually kind of funny because the song you'll hear when it comes out later on, is called Yo Termi Dai Chamnes, way too hot. So it kind of describes the rally <laughs> from what I've heard as well. Um, and we're walking around and driving around, actually, the person who was driving me to one of the shoot locations here in Israel saying, yeah, at this corner, during the last operation, there were a bunch of youth walking around waving Hamas flags. That's anti-Semitism. That's happening here. That's the same thing that's happening here. It's happening in the United States. It's happening in Canada. It's happening all over Europe and South America. And if someone is not going to condemn anti-Semitism when it's happening to half the Jews here, of course they're not going to condemn anti-Semitism fully anywhere else. That's a good point. The one-sided allyship, the demonization of Jews, of our Jewish state, leads to violence on the streets. And we see that and it's undeniable. And I also want to make the point that this rally was not a political rally. It was in solidarity with the Jewish people. That's the name of the rally. No fear rally in solidarity with the Jewish people. That is not a sensitive subject. That is not, you know, anything spicy. This is a rally in solidarity with a minority group who has faced a tremendous amount of violence. There's nothing crazy over here. And another point that I want to make is a lot of left-wing organizations signed on to this rally. I would say more left-wing, well, actually, not, not, I would say there was more left-wing organizations who sponsored it. So that this whole thing is, uh, you know, a, a campaign for against the whole the idea that Blake is describing that um, anti-Semitism is in some way should perform a right-wing issue. It's a deliberate campaign to make the Jewish cause and our liberation and our, you know, struggles unappealing. And uh, we, need to, we need to combat that. Exactly. And also, if you're, if you're a left-wing anti-Zionist who is poo-pooing this rally and others like it because, oh, it's a Zionist space and I can stand up to anti-Semitism, but I won't do it at a Zionist rally, where? Where are these fabulous anti-Zionist rallies against anti-Semitism? When? I don't see them. When are they happening? And I'll go even one step further. I saw excuses for it and refusing to grapple with it and to come to terms with it. And so that's why to organizations like Americans for Peace Now and J Street, which pulled out, I mean, that was just performance, right? That was pretentiousness. Like, that was virtue signaling and hurting the Jewish community and dividing us 
um, when they were absolutely welcome there because they represent the big tent. And it really bothered me. It's, it's annoying, but what I find is very comforting is that the vast majority of Jews are united and empowered. And I saw that, I saw that at the rally. There was Mizrahi Jews. There was Ashkenazi Jews. There was Reformed Jews. There were secular Jews. There was Jews of all colors. There was Jews. A Jew is a Jew is a Jew. And if we can't, you know, come to a rally and call it anti-Semitism, then maybe the organizations who just decided to not join or to oppose or to make any comment, well, maybe their main concern is not about Jewish safety. Period. Period. Noah, what do you think, like, being in Israel now and seeing this? So I got a lot of DMs from Israelis saying, thank you for standing up and so much love from Israelis. And what's the vibe in Israel? Do people talk about it? Yeah, I mean, that actually, that happens a lot. Like, I'll in, be interacting with, like, people in general. They hear I'm from the U.S. And like, oh, I see it's been crazy there. Like, the stuff that happened. How are you? Are you safe? And I'm like, how are you? Are you safe? Um, and that's kind of the, the vibe. Like, we're looking out for each other because that's our sisters and brothers, like, separated by seas. but. Um, I think that here, a lot of it, like people have also heard of some of like the detractor organizations and are con- concerned about it. They're like, how are they? Like, there's some of us, they're Jews, but they're not looking out for us. They're like selling us out. Um, so they're really happy when they see stuff like the No Fear Rally. They're really happy that that people are showing up and not trying to separate it and not trying to say, oh, yeah, we're going to condemn anti-Semitism, except when it happens to half of the world's Jews. Um, and people actually have a, a story. Um, I was at my land, my landlady and her husband's house uh, to pay rent. And I was actually, I ended up being there for quite a while. Um, just like hanging out with them, eating too much food, <laughs> like past the point of being full. Um, nicest people ever. And mentioned that I'm a musician and I, I showed uh, my landlady my song, Khalas. And she's like, wow, this is so strong. You're representing us so well. I need to show it to my husband. She brings it out, shows it to her husband who's like doing work on like the house. And he's like, the hazak. He's like, you need to go back to America. It's strong. You need to tell all the Jews there to be like this. And like, these are like Israelis. So I don't think that hip hop is their like main, main genre of music that they listen to. But in general, they like that idea that Jewish people, no matter where we are, are going to look out for, for each other. Always. And I think that that's the thing that like really made me happy seeing on, on Sunday. Like I had heard about the drama about orgs not joining in or not, but you look at who's there and it's like, if y'all didn't want to join this, I don't think they belong in that space. And it's more powerful to see how many people actually signed on. And like you said, Isabella, they, they try and say, oh, it's only attached to this political movement, but you go there and that's not the case. And I think we need to celebrate the organizers for, for putting that on. I feel as though the people who were there, who were speaking, who were in the audience, who were holding up their signs, who were standing in the presence of Holocaust survivors and their children, understand that it was a success. If you listen to the words that we said, if you listen to the messages that we were trying to relay, um, we made it about our story and our resilience and, and what we're going to do. I just want more people to show up and show out. And that's kind of what New Zionist Congress is for. That being said, <laughs> if you were not there because it was 90 degrees, <laughs> maybe I can forgive you. If you were planning on coming but didn't come because it was like, Oh my God, it was a sauna. It was so hot. Well, we have really no room to complain. I'm just going to add really quickly because there were full Chabadniks 
and rabbis there in head to toe black with hats and beards. And here I am. And like They were and, complaining. It was us. No, they weren't complaining. But here I am in like a Uniqlo, like white t-shirt and jeans and a bandana. And I'm like, ah, oh my God, like I'm going to die. Wait, <laughs> like they're just, by the way, organizer, are we there. next? <laughs> I kept so asking, I'm like, are we next? Are we next? <laughs> are we next? Are we next? Figures, you guys can wait. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, you're young and strong. You can wait. And meanwhile, the, the rabbis are like chilling. They're in sunglasses. <laughs> like, they're, they're talking like, to each other. Like, really? We're next? Like, <laughs> Could not care less. And here I am being so dramatic. Like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Yeah, it was hot, but it was amazing. The energy was there. It was a vibe. There were so many, you know, not just Jewish speakers, but also non-Jewish speakers. There was Joshua Washington. He also performed. Shout out to him. He killed it. And um, Megan McCain, her passion is like inspiring. She mentioned how her father, one of the last conversations that they had was about Israel and don't lose the fight. And, you know, she's a proud Zionist. And seeing her, someone who's not Jewish, someone who's on The View, someone who hasn't made it great career for herself being so proud of being a Zionist purely from the point of justice how Zionism is justice was absolutely amazing I got the chance to talk to her I got the chance to meet up with her actually after the rally and she's a big fan of new Zionists she's a big fan of she's a big fan of the show she's a friend of the show Um, we had to talk about just Zionism when we were you know meeting up afterwards because I feel like if we had ventured into any other political subject it would have gotten a little weird but while we were on the subject of Israel it was like all right we can agree on this (laughs) I love her and her support is really um, it's really beautiful and I, I really appreciate her and seeing her there and everything I'm a proud part of the diaspora all right, so we got Tuba Av coming up at the end of the week. So we got a very, very special guest. No one better to join us for this special occasion. We got the Meet Drew Melech himself. You might know him as the Mensch with the Matches. We got the sharpest Shadchan in the shtetl. It's the Tuba Av Tycoon. Make some noise for Aaron Ramey in the building. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> that was the best introduction ever. Wow, that was the best. Wow. Can't top that ever. What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you all. Thank you, Isabella, Blake, Noah. Appreciate it. Love you We're guys. We're so Love excited podcast. to have- I'm excited to do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so why don't we start off, like, just tell us a little bit about, you know, the Meet Jew Beginnings, how it started, your inspiration for it, and, and let our listeners know a little bit about the background behind it. Yeah, 100%. Um, so Meet You started at the beginning of quarantine, like March 2020. And basically, like, the origin story of it is um, I was seeing, like, these groups pop up on Facebook, like, Zim University Chabad and things like that. And I'm like, oh, these are just, like, cool, like, Jewish groups, like, hang out, like, particularly college students. Um, So I saw this thread that was like, let's play a big game of Jewish geography. And I'm like, okay, this sounds sounds cool. And people are commenting back to each other, like, oh, my God, we went to camp and we had 50 friends or like, oh my God, you're dating my second cousin. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So I commented and I'm like, what's up, Jews? And then some girl comments back and she's like, oh my God, we have one mutual friend. And I'm like, okay, that's very odd because I probably have one mutual friend with however many thousands of people on Facebook. <laughs> and then, I don't know, it popped in my head. I'm like, this would, I'm like, maybe, is she trying to slide in the DMs? And I'm like, I don't know, who cares? But this would be a perfect way to like DM someone if you're in a group with all these Jews, right? And you see someone that's cute or whatever, 
So I'm like, there should be a group for like dating because everyone's going to be on these apps too, right? While they're in quarantine, but you can't meet up with anyone because you're just locked inside your house. So what's the point? So I'm like a community setting for this would be really cool. So I created the group. Um, it wasn't originally called Meet You. It was, I can't even remember at this point. It was something like Zoom University. Oh, no, like, it was find your bagel. No, 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 no. That was that was like a couple of days after the beginning. Was like find your. Oh, it's what it was. Find your bagel, but I spelled it like bay. Oh like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. And then and then <laughs> so I created the group. I know, I know, right? <laughs> Cringe. But I created the group, and then it just started blowing up. And then I came up with the term Corona Cutie. And then a couple of days later, we named it Meet You. And then we had like ten thousand in a week. And then a year later, we have like four groups, and we have over like. 60,000 members now and a few thousand on Instagram and TikTok and other platforms. So yeah. A couple weeks ago, you posted that there was a marriage, a ceremony. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm actually going to Brooklyn in a week and a half, July 26th for uh, first in part, like there's been a marriage already through Meet You, but this is like the first one that I'm going to in person. Were you invited at specifically because yeah. you founded the group? Oh yeah, they the uh, girl's mom. She sent me a card in the mail and like shidduch gelt and like she invited my parents. Oh, and, oh yeah. my god, it's at seven seventy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I might yeah. stop by. They're, they're an adorable like little Chabad couple. Like <laughs> shout out Avraham Yehuda Ross and Hanafeld Mazelto. Mazelto. So, yeah. Don't they say if you make three matches, you have a spot in heaven? So you're set. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's the most frequent thing I hear is like, you're going up to Ghani Dan. I'm like, okay, <laughs> for sure. I'm down. What I really love about Meet Jew, I think it's super dope, is that it makes like being a Shadchan super cool and modern. It's like everybody could be a Shadchan. And it's so cute, the culture that is on that Facebook page, how everyone will post their friends. And it's like not embarrassing or nerdy, just completely Jewish. It's just like such a Jewish thing to set up. It's crazy. Like, I don't know if you guys get like DMs saying, oh, I have somebody for you, just like from... I just think it's such a Jewish thing. I went to a Jewish um, rally once and um, this mother came up to me and I said on the podcast, so for those of you who listen, pretend it's the first time you hear it. She came up to me and she's like, hi, I'm, I'm your mother-in-law. I'm your future mother-in-law. I'm like, wow, that's like the most Jewish thing. Oh my God. You must get that all the time, Aaron. That's incredible. From- all the time. I get messages like that all the time. Or like, well, you know, someone will post someone as like, nice Jewish boy of the week or nice Jewish girl of the week. And someone's like, so can you connect me with them? You know, and I'm like, you can you can DM them if you want, but sure, I'll I'll make the connection for you. But I get messages like that all the time. You're like, oh my god, the guy you posted would be perfect for my friend. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know, you could. It's like community. That's your responsibility. Like, everyone's a shot That's your responsibility. Yeah. Wait, have, so you're yeah, so true. you're asked by people like to make the connection. Like you're asked to like link yeah. people up. Oh, pretty, so you're pretty frequently. You're kind of oh, okay, but you're not going to do that one step further. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> like for you it's too much it's for too you to much. make a group chat like every single time people are interested in each <laughs> no, other exa- exactly 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 and we have like uh we created a survey at the beginning we still have it where you can fill it out we send out matches every week through an algorithm so we send out like six seven thousand matches each week and people have met off that too we just try to provide a bunch of ways for people to meet like you can post a bio, you can take our survey. We have like speed dating events online, like everything. And now we're doing in-person stuff too. So maybe yeah, I should have committed more. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not too late. 
<laughs> we out here with the in-person Always. stuff. I wanted to actually ask ask Aaron a little bit about like how's that been getting past like the the digital world and getting into like in-person events. It's been fantastic because one of the things that I want to do for me too is like a, a focus is dating, of course, but I just wanted to be like a platform for Jews to meet in any way that they like make friends, you know, make connections, network, roommates. Like people have done all of that. Like I know people who have met friends on Mitchu and now they're moving and living together. Um, I know people have gotten jobs, internships, like just made best friends. Like people, people do zooms every night with like their whole zoom squad. And like, they just like from all over the, uh, all over the world actually. So that's really cool. And what we're trying to do is just have as much of a variety as in-person events as possible. We did like a Shabbat last week in Los Angeles, last minute sold out like two and a half days, 30 people and like a friend's nice condo. My business partner, Daniel, and I, we just cooked for like nine hours straight. It was, a, it was a balagan and like we pulled it off. So that was fantastic. And then we had a nice Abdallah. And then in New York City, we had like a mixer with like a DJ and we were partnering on like two different music festivals. So we're just trying to do a lot just just to get Jews together as much as possible. I kind of describe it. It's like Me Too is like a, it's like a giant birthright trip. <laughs> Gorgeous. Giant birthright trip online and in person. It is more than 10 days. Exactly. Way more. It's all the time. I'm going to go ahead and ask the big question here. Aaron, have you found love on Lead You? Oh, I'm single. So, so, but that doesn't necessarily answer the question. That doesn't necessarily (laughs) answer the question. Have you found love? And regardless of whether or not that has come to fruition, have you found someone special on your brainchild, on your creation? No, 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 I'm single. That no didn't no. seem so convincing, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I'll send you a DM later. <laughs> okay. I'll make, we'll no, make a group I'm, chat I'm with you right and now. some other people. I've not found my yeah, uh, yeah. nice Jewish girl yet. Yeah, make those connections. Has any yeah. situation, scenario on Meet Jew gone terribly wrong and have you heard about it? Because I'm dying to know. <laughs> In terms of like relationships going south or like either relationships going south or like people who matched and they turned out to be a part of two rival families, you know, with a vendetta. Stories. We love a good going back centuries. (laughs) Um, Star-crossed lovers forbidden. There's a a few. I mean, there's a few different things that come to mind. Um, I don't know. The biggest one is like we matched. It was great. And we really liked each other. And then we didn't just, we disagreed politically and it just ended horribly. Like that's how I've heard that like at least five times by now. And I'm like, well, it's 2021. So I'm not surprised. But as far as rival families, I haven't heard anything like that. Maybe some Kohanim are like, dude, I need more. There needs to be more Kohanim or Levites on here. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're strict like that. They're like, yep. Only, only those tribes. So things like that. But Nothing too horrible, Baruch Hashem. So, yeah. Should I, like, um, I think I still have DMs um, from people who messaged me on Meet Jew from a while ago. I think, because it was March of last year, right? That sounds about right. read them right now? Should I read a couple for the the people at home? Because I think some of them were kind of funny. Let's do it. Okay, here's one that I thought was going to be the love of my life, and it ended horribly. It said, hold on, it says, and I quote, how are you enjoying quarantine? I said, 
quarantine sucks. It's awful. I feel like I have no idea what reality is anymore and I can't stop eating. But other than that, I guess I'm getting a lot done. That was a lie. The second part of that was a lie. I was getting nothing done. But how dramatic (laughs) am I? I feel like I have no idea what reality is anymore. Shut the fuck up, Blake. Um, And he says... That's existential right there. He said, the only thing keeping me going is knowing that Fiona Fiona Apple's new album comes out this month. And instantly I was like, this is my future soulmate because I too am obsessed with Fiona Apple. And that, uh, uh, I actually ended up meeting up with this person and then it ended horribly. But you know, it was, uh, oy, oy, it oy, was oy. really, really good um, for a while. Um, this person says, um, I'm trying to find like a fun pickup line. Oh, this person says, hey, can I see the wallpaper of your phone? And I said, Why? And he says, oh, I just thought it would be a good conversation starter. And I said, sure, okay. So I showed her the wallpaper of my phone, which is uh, a picture from the 90s of Hillary Clinton in a turtleneck, obviously. Mm. (laughs) At the time, because this was April of 2020. And he just replies, marry me, question mark, with a ring emoji. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then he goes, now I feel a little bit embarrassed. My wallpaper is a hippo. And I said, oh, I love hippos. And I feel like we should talk more before I answer that question. <laughs> That's a wholesome interaction. Those are, those are some good DMs. Oh, those are and hilarious. then we started talking about Tiger King. See, this is a period oh, piece. Oh, forgot about that. There we go. So Aaron, I saw you started posting for IDF soldiers, like Need You IDF, like uh, setups. So what made you want to do that? And I absolutely love it. Yeah, so we do, like, every week, we'll do, like, a nice Jewish boy, a nice Jewish girl of the week. We're, we're doing, like, a Corona cutie of the week thing, but, you know, Corona's sort of dying down, so we're just doing the nice Jewish boy, nice Jewish girl. But um, Delta when, you know, the... Yeah, you yourself some yeah, Delta know, right? dick, I, sorry. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! Anyways, so when the flare-up happened a couple months ago with Gaza and Israel and whatever, there was everything going on social media, and it was just a shitstorm, total balagon. Um, I was like, we got to use this platform to support Israel, support the IDF, whatever, you know, because whatever, not to get too political, but I didn't think enough Jewish orgs were strong enough in that regard. And Meet You is totally Zionist, and I have no problem saying that at all. Chazak. Um, so anyway, so I'm like, we got to just, whatever, we got to use this platform to support Israel as much as possible. And I got the idea to like, highlight IDF soldiers and like do a nice soldier of the week instead of the nice Jewish boy or nice Jewish girl of the week, just to like thank them and see if we can match them up with someone. So we, for a week straight, we just like featured a new soldier like every day. I love it. You guys are online birthright. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just wanted to bring my birthright experience to like online and make it my, make it my gig. So when did you go on birthright by the way? I went on in 2015, okay. so like six years ago now, when I was 19. Oh, dope. Yeah, and it changed my life for sure. It was the best thing I've ever done. Amazing. How did it change your life? To be honest, I wasn't like, I don't know. It was interesting growing up because both my parents are Jewish. My Zadie survived the Shoah, survived Auschwitz for two and a half years. He served in the IDF in 1948. So like very much like connected to like being Jewish, but like, I don't know. I just didn't. I don't know. It's complicated. I didn't like going to Hebrew school growing up. Like we went to reform and conservative schools. I just wasn't connected to it. I went to a public school. So I wasn't like, I was with a lot of non-Jews. 
and even at my bar mitzvah at 13, I had it on birthright. Like I studied for it like two months before with a Chabad rabbi. And I had it like in Jerusalem on Shabbat. It was oh, really wow. good. And like just being in Israel, like it totally changed my perspective on being Jewish. Like legitimately, I was seeing like Mizrahi Jews for the first time, Sephardi Jews, Ethiopian Jews, mixed Jews, Kaifeng Jews, everything. And I'm like, I just didn't even know that existed. And like my my like view of Judaism being Jewish was like going to Hebrew school and like people's bar mitzvahs. And I was like, I just wasn't connected to it. So when I see all this like rich culture and amazing food and I'm seeing like where my ancestors are from, I just like fell in love. And I just got like super connected since then. My family, so we started going to Chabad and like, you know, we became a little bit more observant. So yeah, it was just a really good experience. That's so beautiful. And I've even seen you make a speech um, with what happened with the shooting and your speech was so powerful. I would, you know, I, I would have thought you were like super like observant if I, if I didn't know you have, like hearing that speech. It was a thing about two years ago. Now you're the biggest yeah. chess in the Jewish you're- community. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. My, 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 how we grow up. Yeah, I mean, that was another integral thing not to like get too serious and dark. But yeah, my family... We went to Chabad of Poway when I was, I went to preschool there and we, then we kind of went to more reform shuls, but then we went back around birthright and we had gone since then. And my dad and I were supposed to be there that morning of the shooting, but we had overslept. So, um, yeah, it was very, very crazy. And that like only kind of like strengthened my Jewish identity, Zionism. Honestly, it just made me want to like, it made me want to be more Jewish, not less. I don't know. Like, yeah, it was scary, of course. It was horrible. But I'm like, no, like, this is what my Zadie was talking about. Like, no, we're not hiding. And we're just going to, like, you know, be Jewish and make a lot of Jewish babies. And here we are with Meet You. So, Powerful. A lot of Jewish yeah. trembling knees. Exactly. Exactly. Shout out to Bagan. I love is that. Is that a sexual yeah. reference? Making a lot of babies so we're not Jews with trembling <laughs> knees? You're going to be a Jew with trembling knees a after bit, a little <laughs> bit, a little You're bit, gonna, a little bit. That's a great pickup line. You're going to, what is it? You're going to be yeah. a Jew with trembling knees once we're done in the bedroom. Ayo. <laughs> Blake's got the zingers right yeah. now. I don't know if this is specifically Zionosexual, but I am going to Israel, as we discussed, in like three weeks. Um, by the way, I'm very excited for the pod that is going to be released there because Noah, maybe you and I can film one together like while we're in Israel. Um, oh, yeah. But... I, we have to quarantine for, I believe, the first, like, 24 hours while we're there. We have to get a test, like, at Ben-Gurion and then, like, go back to a hotel and then just, like, wait before we can see anybody. And at first, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to be scratching at the walls. I'm going to be so upset. Like, it's going to be so boring, whatever. But then I was like, wait a minute. I can spend that is every hour of those 24 on Tinder. That's a perfect way <laughs> to spend that time because I'm going to, bur- I'm going to Israel you know, for a lot of reasons, but, you know, I'm not going to lie about what one of them is. And so I <laughs> realized that I can just spend an entire day, just get it all done. That way I'm not going to have to worry about where oh. I'm going to the Dead Sea, where I'm going to Jerusalem, where I'm going wherever. I'm not going to have to worry about checking my phone for notifications. I can just spend from the time the plane leaves to the time I finally get my negative PCR test back, negative PCR, Baruch Hashem, I can just, I can really make use of that time. And that kind of is ziosexual. Um, Hundred percent. You know what I mean. <laughs> so hot, hot times to come to Israel. Pride is one of them. I think Tuba Av. You know we're coming up on yes. it. So I want to know from you. Yes. 
and all your experience, like seeing what's working, what's not worked. Obviously, plenty has worked. You know, you're out here getting invited to weddings. I think it should be in the terms and conditions of meet you. If you get married, you have to invite Aaron. Uh, and they have to name their firstborn after. <laughs> oh, that's a good rule. Firstborn. That's a you good should write rule. it in the, in the about 100%. section. Definitely. What What are your recommendations for the best tuba of dates, DM slides, whatever? Wow, that's a good question. Um, well, first, like, gotta wear all white. That's mm-hmm. number one for tuba. Gotta wear all white. And I mean, it depends where you are, but I would do something summery. Like go to the beach, like have a nice stroll somewhere in the evening, like just kind of be outdoors. That's kind of too bad, I imagine. I would love to have like a meet you event. Where, I mean, Noah and I were talking about this. Yeah. I'd love to have like a big tuba off event where everyone's dressed in white and we're just like outside and we have music and obviously we'll have Tubi. We're partnering up with Tubi. Shout out to Tubi. <gasps> I just and, got into Tubi. Yeah. Sorry, continue. But I just, <laughs> yeah, I just took my first couple shots at Tubi a couple nights ago because my roommate bought it. Highly recommend. Anyway, continue. Yes. Very good. So I'd love to have that. But yeah, I don't know. Do something summery. Do something fun. Like get out of your comfort zone. That's what I'd recommend, you know. And that, that's that's the that's the ideal tuba for me. Get flowers, you know. Some nice roses, always. What about what about everyone here? Is everyone here single? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh, we put Aaron on the spot, but now we're all getting quiet. Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> Role reversal. Um, I am actually in a very, very um, committed relationship with my aunt's cat. Uh, I've cat sit for her oh, a couple cool. times already, and uh, she's a Russian blue. Um, which means she's, you know, hypoallergenic in a way. Um, and, and we've just, you know, and yeah. And we, you know, we've, we've kind of uh, formed this, this really incredible bond. And uh, I don't know what, if that means that I'm going to be a, a sad cat man for the rest of my life, but I don't necessarily <laughs> think that's a bad thing. You know, don't, don't cheat when you go to Israel. There's a lot of cats walking around. <sighs> You're right. There's a lot of kitties. I can't and betray Israeli, her like that. There's, there's kitties. Zionist kitties. I can't betray her <laughs> like that. Yeah. Zionist kitties controlling. I mean, oh my God. All of our listeners know, like I've been mentioning, Subab's coming up. You're going to catch me in the vineyard. I, yeah, I'm still, yeah. I'm single. Hell I'm yeah. looking. I'm I'm ready. You know? Hell yeah. Let, someone needs to hit me. Like Google Maps needs to update. Like, you know how you could click restaurants? You can click whatever. It needs to put vineyards. You'll see Noah. <laughs> what? Westside Gravy is single, ladies. Come no, on. I can't believe you're so single. Go, I mean... Yeah, we need nice to find Jewish. Noah Amelka, a nice Judean queen. I don't know how this has not happened yet already, but Noah, if you want this me, you can deputize me. I'm actually really good at talking to girls for some yeah. reason, <laughs> um, but you could deputize me, Noah, and I will walk around um, Israel and just show, like, walk up to people on the street and just be like, "Hey, like, um, this person, like, thoughts." So I'll get back to you after the whole Tuba Vineyard situation. All right. And then I know we have the whole support group here. Everyone who's in this room right now, of course, as I said, the meet Jumelech himself, like, got my back. I know both of y'all do. Of course, always, always, always wingman for him. Now, were you inspired to do this because of the character Yenta in Fiddler on the Roof? (laughs) 
Because <laughs> she's an inspiration to me. I, lo- I love Fiddler on of the Roof. Of course. I, I, she wasn't an inspiration, but maybe, like, not initially, but maybe in the back of my mind. Yeah, she she's an been. inspiration to, to all of us. And she's a Zionist. She said, oh, she's a Zionist. Because she says at the end of the movie, she's like, I'm going to the promised land, Golda. She doesn't go to America like the rest of them. She schleps all the way to, 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 the, to Eretz Yisrael at the end of the movie. Wow, look at that. It comes full circle. Full circle. Full circle. It's beautiful. Well, Aaron, it's been so swell. <laughs> Thanks for Amazing. sitting down to chat with us. It's a fun us. podcast. I love this. I actually listened to your guys' first two or three episodes, and I'm like, all right, this is, this is, the, this is it. This is, a, this is good. Very, very good. We need this energy right now. Yeah, we need a I lot more of this energy right now. Oh, yeah. We need more Ziosexual, Die for Israel, wear the Magin David out energy with, with our generation. James That's out. Right. That's right. Always. 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 Love what y'all doing. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah, thank you for fun. joining. Of course, of course. And when I start the Meet You podcast, I'll have each of you on. Oh, oh yeah. thank you. Hopefully when I have my life partner, I'm going to be like, yes, we met on Meet You. I'll sponsor you guys. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Aaron. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Later. Bye, guys. Well, everyone, it was a great conversation as always. Thanks so much for tuning in. And please make sure to follow New Zionist Congress on Instagram, at New Zionist Congress, on Twitter, at New Zionists. And please make sure to sign up to become a member of our organization at NewZionists.org. That's NewZionists.org. And while you're at it, Make sure you join one of Meet Jews' four Facebook groups. They're all age-based, so that way you could find, you know, your match according to the right age group. Uh, and also your general, uh, you know, social network, Jewish network. And make sure you follow them on Instagram at MeetJewU, M-E-E-T-J-E-W-U. And follow them on TikTok at MeetJew. And guys, before we, before we close this out, um, I just want to say that apparently there was a soccer game last week. I wouldn't know anything about all that. But there was a soccer game last week, and it was between England and Italy, okay? And Italy won, okay? And you know why Italy won? Because they have been leeching off the power of our menorah that is in Italy's borders in the basement of the Vatican. It's the the energy that it exudes blesses all Italian people with impeccable athletic skills. That's the only explanation because I'm pretty sure England lost by default. So let me just say that that is not fair. The the menorah deserves to be back in Israel because it's ours. It is stolen property. We deserve to be blessed with all of the might and energy from our menorah. So please join us next week when we reveal the plans to storm the Vatican and to take back what is rightfully ours. And then we're going to get all the athletic abilities, catch Israel winning the World Cup next year. I'm a proud part of the diaspora. In my heart, I hold Jerusalem and Africa. Kicked aside of our land and started gassing us. Till we put our foot down, because we had enough. Check out the flag that I'm waving. Two blue stripes and a huge star, David. Check out the flag that I'm waving. Keep shooting rockets, but you never going to take it.